Well, two of us are glad that's over. One of us wishes it would continue. We'll let you guess who that one person is. What's up? This is Jeff Carr and Stephen Offenbaker and Ethan Smith. We are all crossing over here, locked on Reds, locked on Pirates, to break down a series in which um, half of the Reds team showed up to Pittsburgh. The lineup decided to stay in Cincinnati. Uh, there's lots of, lots of things that Steve and I have to say where it comes to this roster. I'm pretty sure that Ethan's ready to do a little bit of a victory lap here in today's episode. So we've got a lot to get to welcome in to the crossover edition and it's brought to you by ultimate GM. Today's episode is brought to you by the ultimate baseball GM ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise. Then this game is definitely for you to download the game. Just visit ultimate pro base, uh, ultimate or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on all caps in the game store. And where we want to start, Ethan, is whatever. Go ahead. Um, hi. Uh, hello. So th- I feel like I told I'm you to not be- to let him in here. Why? I feel like why I'm about did to be you let him enemy in here? here. Um, yeah. So I mean, the lo- Pirates are in first place. Just run with it. Run. So with you it. guys know how we usually at the end of the show, we usually say, hey, go check out Ethan stuff. I don't think we're going to do that this time no. around. I don't, think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we're going to do that no, this time around. No, we're not. Um, well, what was interesting about this series is a lot of people gave me crap for it, for calling this a revenge series after what happened on opening weekend. I said, hey, go out there. You just got a series sweep in Colorado. Uh, come back, play Cincinnati. See it as a revenge series. And I guess they listened to that sentiment. Um, now, I'm not going to sit here and act like, albeit it's a sweep, they won all four games. But I'm not going to sit here and act like the Pirates look good over the course of these four games. I mean, they real. I mean, they looked fine. The pitching was great. Uh, the offense came out when it needed to. But there was definitely some of those games where I was like, "Hey guys, you're letting them kind of hang around here when they don't really have the business being around." Like Luis Sessa going as long as he did was very best start uh, of like, the year by far. Annoying. Yeah. I was like, "Hey guys, this is the game where you're supposed to blow up." But and he only threw like 80 pitches. Yeah, I know he didn't throw a lot of pitches in that start either. No. And I mean, just the whole thing right now with this team is they're finding different ways to win different in different ways. I mean, the word different ways has been said on my podcast about a million times. I mean, you score 33 runs against Colorado over three games and then you play a series like this where you have to completely flip that notion and play defensive (laughs) baseball. And they did just that. And thanks to the Boston Red Sox, who the Pirates swept earlier this year, uh, the Pirates are in first place in the National League. And as you can see, if you're on YouTube right now, Stephen wishes his fist could just come like right through the, right through the camera. Yeah, that's that's kind of where we are, Ethan. Um, hey, listen, look, I mean, it's hard to talk smack at you when we're in last place and you're in first place, and April's almost over. Um, you know, Jeff and I, before you popped on, you know, I'm trying to to keep some hope alive and you know i said you know back in the off season what i wanted from the reds of this year was for each month of this year to be better than each month last year so higher win total in april higher win total in may etc etc and they've done that they've more than doubled their win total from last april to this april uh which you know it's not saying a whole lot but they did it there's still (laughs) some games to play let's do it Uh, everything you need to know about that series 
with the Pittsburgh Pirates that just completed can be summed up this way. Hunter Green threw six innings of one-run baseball, and the Reds lost. That's really all you need to know. Something about Hunter Green pitching really well against the Pirates and not winning. Um, I something seem to remember about, a game yeah. last year. Yeah, something uh, about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know as what that it game is, was zero. As the game was the way it was, I was like, yeah, there's something about Hunter Green and quality <laughs> starts in Pittsburgh and losing that just really. They just give him some support. Any yeah. kind of support. And that that was the thing for me. Like all weekend long, I kept watching it and just thinking, all right, it's time. We need to shuffle through some people here that we're done watching Jason Vossler. We're done watching Jose Barrero try to figure this all out. Like, and, and kudos to him. And, and I, I saw some folks give me some stats that, you know, since I think it was his first four games or something like that, he's hitting like 267. And I'm like, I, we're, we're kind of past the whole selective statistic phase with Jose Barrero because it is easy to break down certain points of certain months and certain weeks and say, well, you know, he looks okay. Every other game, he makes a really bonehead error at shortstop. And every other game, he swings at a slider that's in the left-hand batter's box. Like, that's that's just going to happen. And meanwhile, we got Matt McClain in AAA that is absolutely tearing it up, can absolutely play shortstop and play a nice, you know, at least solid defense. I don't necessarily know that the ceiling is higher than what Jose Barrero is doing, but I think the floor is higher than what we have seen. So I, I think that there are moves that need to be considered. And, and I get it. It's early. And yes, there's good vibes because the Reds aren't necessarily as bad as they were last April, but... I looked at this series and I said, I expect a split. I expect the Reds to to be, and they were in every single one of these games, but the one thing that was constant, game one, two, three, and four, they couldn't get hits. So they got to figure out how to fix that. Now listen, if I've got to watch players struggle for this Reds team right now, if I got to watch guys yeah. have a hard time with major league pitching, then let me watch CES instead of Jason Vossler. Let me watch Matt McClain at second base and India can play DH. Let me watch Ellie De La Cruz at shortstop and Jose Barrero can either fill in in the outfield or go away. Uh, you know, I saw a stat come by the other day, Jeff, and I, I can't remember who posted it to credit it, but something about the infield defense is like a negative nine on outs above average yeah. or, or something. I mean, bad. it is atrocious. <laughs> the infield well, the defense worst. is atrocious. It is time to make wholesale changes right now because it doesn't matter. We're not going to win the division. Give me the prospects. Well, and that was the other thing. Like we talk about the lineups and obviously the Reds pitching staff was able to limit the pirates and the D the difference is the defense and sports info solutions uh, had tweeted out their rankings of teams that were able to convert ground balls into outs on the infield and teams that were able to convert line drives and fly balls to the outfield into outs. The Reds were dead last in grounders to the infield and second to last in outfield defense so let's talk, let's talk about that for just worse. a second the outfield defense i don't understand some of what they're doing so two games back they had nick senzel playing in right field for the first time in his life and yeah. they had jose barrero playing in center field who has about as much innings you know maybe just a little bit more innings in center field than you and i do combined so why do you not put nick senzel who's played two full years in center field in center, in field. center field and put and Jose Barrero right or somebody, yeah. and, or somebody else. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Just hits left-handed. Yeah. Understand. Anyway, the, uh, and I know, and I notoriously yeah. weird center field at PNC Park too to play in. 
very yeah you got that weird, weird yes that nook thingy yeah. that you guys yeah. got going out there yeah and for a guy who's played against the pirates for the last two years in nick senzel i mean you would expect hey the guy who understands this outfield at least a little bit rather than nothing should probably be out there playing that position and while we're talking about bad defense, Ethan, bring us back. Let's talk about some good defense. Just talk about Key Brian Hayes for a minute. Cause oh um, my gosh. yeah, I don't know what has gotten into him. Um, oh my <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're making plays that just don't make sense. Like, mm. and you look, you like the normal baseball fan would look at these plays and be like, Oh, that looks routine. And then you go back and look at it and realize that he's perfected the one arm, ground ball technique where you keep your legs moving to get these faster runners out and he makes it look so easy the only thing that scares me is i know that in one of the bigger spots this year he's going to have that one singular error that is going to screw him over and we actually already talked about this about how he should should have won the gold glove last year but he didn't hit 290 so he didn't win the gold glove which oh wait is a defensive award yeah, <laughs> but they gave it to Nolan Arenado because he hit better than Key Brian Hayes last year for a glove-based award. When he wins the Gold Glove this year, he needs to share the tweet of Nolan Arenado winning it last year with the with the Jordan meme from uh, from last uh, dance and just say, "And I took that personally because he has and he has played amazing oh, has. defense in every every time I see him on my screen. I mean, the play that he made." to turn the double play, I believe on Friday's game where he threw it to second base, not even really from his knees. Like he was sort of in midair falling to his knees mm -hmm. and he threw it to third base he or second base. And he made it look just so easy. I, I, I know, I know, I know we're not supposed to like anything going on with the pirates around Cincinnati, but come on. I mean, keep Brian Hayes. I can't, I can't not, I can't not like that, but Hey, I hate the fact that the Reds got swept in four games and we're going to talk about, some interesting changes that need to happen and how the pirates can continue this stretch of goodness that they are experiencing. But first Steve's going to tell you about ultimate GM. Listen, if you haven't played ultimate baseball GM and shout out to them for being uh, one of the sponsors of today's podcast. Listen, if you haven't played this game, it's one of the coolest games out there. You know, I've always thought that I could be a pretty great major league baseball general manager. And as it turns out, it's really not that easy at all. Um, if you've had the same thought and have fantasies about managing your own franchise, go and download ultimate baseball GM immediately. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. Uh, in the simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff. Uh, you manage your team's finances. You develop scouting and drafting departments to get the right players. Uh, you manage through personalities of players uh, and injuries throughout the season. Uh, you navigate your franchise, franchise through free agency uh, and all of the ups and downs that come along with a Major League Baseball season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and it's playable offline once you've downloaded it. So you can play the app as you want and when you want to, no matter where you are. Locked on Reds and Locked on Pirates listeners are going to get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps. Uh, you put that in, in the game store. So make sure you check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com. You can scan the QR code if 
you're watching us on YouTube right now, there's a QR code right there. Scan that puppy and you will download the game. It's also available in all of the app stores. Just search out uh, Pro Baseball GM. Uh, head to ProBaseballGM.com to download Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. And you can catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast for the Reds and the Pirates on the SiriusXM app. Just download the SXM app and search Reds or Pirates, and you'll find the broadcast. Lots going on here tonight. Reds are back home. Pirates continue. Uh, Looking at where the Pirates are in first place, I told you last year that the Pirates are going to be better. I knew we were going to bring this up. (laughs) <laughs> don't necessarily know that I thought they were going to win the division. So I don't think that they're going to continue in this spot, but Hey, the, the Cardinals are down. They don't look great. The Brewers, I don't think they're going to continue this toward pace, but they still look pretty. They're going to give up. Yeah. Uh, so with all of that, how do the Brewers, or, 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 how do the pirates, sorry, continue this? Because we, we, we've seen some good pitching against a Reds lineup from some guys that I don't necessarily think you, Ethan, expect to continue. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. Um, That's flat. 12 of their 13 past starts have been quality starts by definition, meaning six innings pitched or more with three earned runs or less. On the day that it stopped with the streak of 11 in a row, Rich Hill still gave you five innings and one earned run. But obviously, for anybody that knows baseball at all and how many games are played, they're not going to do that over the next 140-something games. So that's where you need the offense that you saw in Colorado to come back a little bit. Take advantage of these spots that teams are giving you. That's where good teams win baseball games is when there are spots given to you by the other team for free, pretty much. You take advantage of them. The Pirates, for the most part in this series, kind of did that. But there were some spots still where I was kind of saying, hey, can we stop this tightrope garbage and just, like, actually win? Like, all of our relievers have played fine for the most part. But they all have this weird affliction for getting into spots where they have a runner in scoring position or even two, Mm. and then just hoping Key Brian Hayes bails them out on a double play, which has been getting very annoying, but... (laughs) I'm glad you were annoyed because I was pretty annoyed at that too. Yeah, like the Reds I mean, not yeah, me three. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's nice to see Colin Holderman lead the league in holds and Bednar lead the league in saves, but <sighs> I don't want to have to rely on that consistently. And it's just a big question of when does the wall come that you're going to run into? Cause every team does it. I compared it last year to the Astros having multiple stretches where they had four or three or four losses in a row and they went on to win the world series. It happens to every team. So when does that wall happen? And when do these injuries catch up? Cause there are a lot of injuries that the pirates are dealing with that you would not know about with how they're performing right now, including O'Neill Cruz. So that just makes it even the all more impressive that they're where they are right now with everything going on. What a loss in O'Neill Cruz. Listen, I haven't talked to you in person since the opening series of the season. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to um, have diamond seats for one of the games I was down at Great American Ballpark. So, I mean, I was super close to the field, right? And that is just one enormous human being, O'Neill Cruz. He is just, that is a man. I want to tell you, that guy, that guy, I think, could pick me up with one hand and just toss me somewhere. He is a huge human being. And, 
a, a tremendous player. I mean, I found myself like it was hard because I was excited watching him play and they were playing the red so that I was conflicted a little bit, but what a loss. And for you guys to be in first place. I mean, when I saw that injury, when I saw that slide and, and, and then Pittsburgh's ridiculous reaction to it. But when I saw that happen and I, I really thought, well, there it goes. Pirates are in last place. Look at that. And everybody on your team responded. Mm -hmm. And that's a credit to Carlos Santana. That's a credit to Andrew McCutcheon and all the veterans that Ben Sherrington brought in this offseason for that specific reason, because he's seen it happen the last couple of years. Jeff remembers my first full year here. Uh, Key Brian Hayes hits a home run on opening day against Chicago at Wrigley Field and then breaks his wrist the next day and the whole team fell apart. Last Mm. year, you see Key Brian Hayes go down in stints again, and you see the team just didn't have any semblance of anything. And we had our own version of Jason Vossler and Josh Van Meter. So, I mean, this year's team is built off of sustainability just for the purpose of the fact that they have guys that could just plug and play no matter what really happens. Now, where things get interesting is I did just bring up Key Brian Hayes' injury history. He seems healthy right now. If he ends up getting shelved for any reason, we might start seeing our own version of the middle infield that you guys have defensively because then Castro has to switch to third, and I don't know who plays shortstop at that point. But for now, I'm not going to worry about that. But Ben Charrington, I questioned a lot of the stuff he did this offseason. I was happy he brought a lot of guys in, but I was like, where are they all going to play? And they've answered that question soundly so far through 23 games. Meanwhile, the Reds have some decisions to make because I feel like they can't keep running out the same players. We mentioned this at the top of the show, but I mean, they've got to give a look to Matt McLean. There's a couple of other guys that I want to see for sure there in AAA, but Steve, if you had to pick one, who's the first guy that you're saying we're replacing? Matt McLean should be in Cincinnati tomorrow for this Texas series. Uh, Jonathan India should either go to DH if you want to if you want to play Matt McLean at second base, but m- more likely for me the move is you leave India at second base, you put Matt McLean at shortstop and you keep Spencer Steer at third with this first move. Now as more dominoes fall later, you you get a little bit more creative especially with India, but I I have Matt McLean plays tomorrow if I'm in charge. He starts tomorrow. Or, or actually today, sorry, hello. He starts today <laughs> versus Texas. A little behind the scenes there. We're recording this on Sunday night. Yeah, um, I, I'm there too. Like, I don't understand what they're waiting for. What more do they have to see? It's not as if he's got to stay in AAA for any amount of time to prove anything. I think he looked good in spring training. And the fact that he has just continued that torrid pace to start the AAA season, like, are you waiting for him to fail and see all of the numbers just take a nosedive or something? And then you say, well, see, he wasn't ready to come up then. Like, I I really feel like he can play at this level. And especially, so the Rangers, yeah, the Rangers are a decent team. They've played pretty well to start this season, have some pretty good pitchers on their team some guy that was from the Mets there a couple of years ago, but they're going to be playing the A's after that. You'll want to get somebody ready for the major leagues, bring them up against the A's because the A's this year are making last year's reds look like a wagon in April. I mean, they've already got a negative 100 run differential. So that's, what's coming down the pipe. Like, I mean, that's insane. The reds last year had a negative 167 run differential for 162 games 
And the A's are already almost there. So there, there's lots of reasons to start bringing up guys like him. There, there's some other names that you can kind of point to, some guys that need chances. Maybe you stretch and you look at some guys in the rotation. But I did see, you know, the update that Connor Overton's not even throwing right now. So, I mean, Luke Weaver, who pitched pretty well in his season debut for the Reds, uh, looked all right. And, I, I mean, honestly, Steve, I take that away from this is that the pitching – looked pretty good and and kind of like Ethan mentioned against a team that just got done scoring a billion runs in the Rockies. Yeah. And and the pitching the pitching listen, I'm a little bummed that Levi Stout is not getting another start right now. Yeah. Um I think they did a disservice to him pulling him up, throwing him to the Wolves against one of the better teams in baseball and then shipping him off without letting him face somebody like the Pirates, or as you say, the A's. Uh, he needs another start. He needs another look. And if it's a choice between, you know, bringing him back up for a spot start, maybe taking Sessa's next turn, because, I mean, Sessa pitched great. Yeah, not great, but he pitched great for him. Uh, as I say, that was 80 pitches that he threw in yeah. that game. So uh, skip They're Sessa. still not letting him Let, go more than twice through the order. Yeah. yeah. Skip Sessa. Let's Stout have another turn. Let's, let's see – how he recovers, how he regroups, how he learns, adapts, and adjusts, and, and kind of start to see what we got. Like I said when we talked about Vossler, if I've got to watch somebody struggle, give me the young guys. I would rather watch them struggle yeah. and figure it out than, than the veterans that are who they are. And I think, and, and, and we have said this multiple times, so I don't want to just keep beating people over the head with it, but... This is the year where the Reds figure out who the core is. The wins and losses don't necessarily matter that much. It's just a four-game sweep really stings. And I want to mm -hmm. talk about who was the most important player, at least who we think. Each one of us is going to give our pick. Most important player of the series, and that's coming up right after this. But first, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors of today's podcast, as this episode is brought to you by Better help getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process especially because we are always growing i'm always learning new things about myself i mean you 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 get a fry box or two and then all of a sudden you feel like you've got no i'm just kidding that's not really what we're going for here better help is the kind of thing that can really help you you just you know, grow. I mean, therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. You can discover your potential. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com/slash/lockedonmlb today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com/slash/lockedonmlb, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B to get ten percent off your first month of BetterHelp. And also, if you are looking for an amazing snack to help you fit into your diet, but also scratch that itch where you've got the sweet craving, you gotta check out Built Bar. And guys, I don't know if you know this or not, they revealed a peanut butter puff. 
over the weekend. That's right. Peanut butter, marshmallow, protein, low calories. That shouldn't exist, right? Well, guess what? Bill did it. Steve, what's your favorite flavor? Well, you know, I'm torn between the churro and the uh, cherries barcia. Those are my two go-tos. That's what I keep stashing around here. And I know you... Yeah, right. And and you know that Jeff orders anything that ends in the word puff. So, I mean, you know, it, puff. Oh, yeah. they're hard to resist. But you, Ethan? Uh, cookies and cream, man. Have yeah. to. Have well, I mean, to. You, hear, you hear these flavors, right? You hear all these flavors and you think there's no possible way that it's healthy for you. But it is. Okay, well, it's healthy for you. It doesn't taste good. But it does because it's covered with 100% real chocolate. They are absolutely delicious whether you're looking to have one for breakfast as you go out the door you're trying to hold between meals check them out today you can go to built.com use the promo code locked on 15 to save 15 percent off your next order or head over to walmart and grab yourself a four bar box in the pharmacy section or sam's club has a big 13 bar box today and you know what you're gonna thank me later all right, we are continuing on. The, the most important player in this series. By the way, you can catch Reds and Pirates hometown broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just download the SXM app and search Pirates or search Reds when you're looking for those broadcasts. Uh, for me, and I'm going to go ahead and start it off, um, and I don't know if I'm taking Ethan's or not because I, I really wanted this to be a Red, and I really wanted it to be Hunter Green and, and, and get the Reds over the hump and get that win. Well, he did everything he could. The lineup didn't help. So I'm looking at this, and I'm saying the most important player of the series was Rowanzi Contreras. Dude got the series started off in a big way, really shutting down the Reds lineup in game one. And I know that we're going back to game one here. That's not necessarily something that happened over the weekend, but just watching him pitch, he was he was all over the zone in a good way, and he was able to tunnel the fastball and the slider to the point that, I mean, Tyler Stevenson and the three at-bats he had against him looked absolutely lost up there. And that's not something that Tyler Stevenson usually looks like. I'm not necessarily saying I'm worried about Tyler Stevenson. I'm giving a nod to Rolanzi Contreras and the way that he pitched. Is this something that you think is sustainable for him this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's expected to be the second-best pitcher alongside Mitch Keller. Uh, th mm. This is an expectation for Rowanzi Contreras now is to take that next step. But if I had to talk about somebody also in the pitching department, I'll just go back to the last game with uh, Vince Velasquez. You find out right before the game that Brian Reynolds isn't going to be in the lineup for run support for you uh, due to a loss in the family. You find out that Connor Joe, who had a couple of hits in the first two games and was very instrumental in winning those first two Big games, run, yeah. isn't going to be in the lineup either. So you have to go out there and do your thing. And, I mean, it was quoted on the broadcast as his slider was that good on Sunday that he could have hit a fly with it. And it, it looked <laughs> good. It was the most strikeouts he's had since 2018. And it was a start that said, hey, we're not comfortable with just winning this series. It was, let's go into our off day after playing 17 straight games. Thanks, MLB, for that. <laughs> I, I hate that, by the way. 17 straight games. Uh, let's go into the off day with a four-game sweep, a perfect week. And that's where I, I felt that he showed up well. Uh, I would say Bednar, but I think he only had, like, two saves in the series? Or did he have three? No, he had three. Uh, I would say Bednar, too, but... Again, that's an expectation thing. 
I know he pitched well on Thursday night, Bednar did, especially yeah. after Holderman had given up those runs, and you're thinking, hey, the Reds could come back. And Yeah, that, that was, that was kind of tough. Steve, uh, anybody on the Reds side, are you still looking at a Pirate? Um, you know, for me, uh, I got to do this. I got to shout out the old dudes, and I talked about him briefly a little while ago, uh, and, and that is Rich Hill. I mean, you're talking about yeah. a guy that has been in the league since 2005, and when you look at the Pirates, there's a lot of guys that are doing, as Ethan said a few minutes ago, what you expect them to do. And I think the reason that the Pirates are a little shocking right now and that they're in first place is that you've got guys like Rich Hill who are doing things you're not expecting them to do. And you don't expect Rich Hill to go out there and have tons of fan support, uh, be uh, cheered on like he was at the home ballpark and, and perform the way that he has over his last several starts. And for me, you know, I, I mean, you know, I can pull a hamstring, you know, walking from the living room to the kitchen <laughs> and this guy's almost the same age as me and he's out there still doing it at the major league level. So, you know, I always shout out him a little bit. And while I have the mic, I also want to just uh, chirp in for a second and update the locked on pirates listeners that I know are waiting for me to fulfill the bet. The shirt has been ordered, Jeffrey. So uh, in the coming days, Honestly. once it arrives, we will uh, do where I record uh, all things Reds baseball wearing that god awful bumblebee <laughs> stuff. There is, um, and, and you mentioned Rich Hill, kind of looking at him actually in his career. There's few teams that he's pitched better against than the Reds. In fact, he has more strikeouts against the Reds in his career than against any other team that he's faced. He just he just likes seeing the red and the white and and the the weird drop shadow on the C on the hat. So when it comes to the Reds and Rich Hill, I don't know, maybe the Pirates should just keep him around just for that reason whenever they face him. Oh yeah, that's right. The Reds and Pirates don't play again for like six months. Yeah. Thank God. It is a while. <laughs> it is a long time. Which it's is interesting be because we played you guys, what, seven times already and haven't even seen Milwaukee or uh, um, Chicago yet? Right. Yeah, I don't Very think um, – I don't like know. this new schedule, guys. I don't like – you know, we had that with the Phillies where we played them a bunch of games right away. Uh, we're talking about playing the Pirates a bunch of games to top things off and then not seeing you guys again until August and September. I don't like it. I, I, I would rather – I mean, look – it is 2023, and there are a lot of smart people that can write a lot of smart computer programs. You can put in all of the preferences. If you want this balanced schedule stuff to happen, fine. But you can tell the computer to do the scheduling and only face certain teams once a month. You can yeah. do that. And, and you yeah. know, I, I think that it's just another example of how, you know, Major League Baseball, you know, sorry, half-asses things. Sometimes that's just... <laughs> The, the way it is and you know with this new scheduling system you know oh yeah we're playing everybody and put zero thought into you know spreading it out so that you know you can see the phillies in in april and then get some a revenge tour in july you can see the pirates right. once a month for the entire season you can make that kind of work so you know baseball still needs to get better at implementing things also uh, more I, I don't like this more division games near the end of the year please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hate seeing yeah. divisional races where the two teams aren't even playing each other. And you're hoping that like the athletics beat the Rangers or like some, just for an example, right. instead of the two teams just playing each other, which obviously, you know, is hard to do, but the NFL does it every year. It's super, I know a lot less games, but just have every single, like the last three series of the season all year should be all divisional series. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I know that they're in the final month of the season. The Reds have a couple of series against the Guardians, which, hey, you know, battle for the Ohio Cup, the all-important yes. trophy. Uh, but overall, like, it's the, the division games are what sells there in the month of September. I'm with you. I I, I still kind of like the, the balanced schedule, but I'm with you, Steve, in that I think it could be implemented more balancedly. But I also think that's a good spot to end today's podcast. Thank you, everybody, for checking out this crossover edition of Locked On Reds, Locked On Pirates. Like we said, it's going to be a little bit before we get Ethan back on here and before we join Ethan for a Locked On Reds, Locked On Pirates crossover. But you can check out everything that the Pirates have going on and all of Ethan's analysis when it comes to the first place Pittsburgh Pirates. Gosh, my mouth just went dry saying that, but all right, whatever, I'd forgot to bring a water anyway that's how we're going to end today's podcast thanks everybody for checking it out make sure you check out locked on pirates make sure you check out locked on reds as we move forward because we are locked on reds and locked on pirates we're part of the locked on podcast network we are your team every day also make sure you go check out locked on fantasy baseballs matt and dom will help you win your league by giving you daily analysis on starts sits pickups and drops and trades and all of that great stuff it's locked on fantasy baseball it's on every single podcasting app that you love and it's on youtube all right we'll see everybody tomorrow